0: Hello there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkevicius. Welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast number 131. Today is Sunday, January 28, 2018. And today's guest is Daniel Vandenbrucke from Belgium, who is the coordinator of Het Orgel in Flanderen. Daniel received his basic music theory, piano and organ training uh, with Erwin van Bogaert at the Municipal Music Academy in district Berchem. At the age of 18, he continued his study further at the Lemmens Institute in Leuven and organ teaching uh, with teachers uh, such as Joseph Sluis, Smith and uh, Joris Verden. In June uh, 1990 he obtained uh, the diploma of uh, laureate of organ. He also received first prizes in Solfege, Harmony Counterpoint Organ and Fugue. From 1990 until 2013 he was the organist uh, at the Church of Our Lady birth in Hoboken. There he also accompanied uh, the St. Cecilia choir and the soloist who performed various services. Daniel was connected as teacher to the Academies for Music uh, and Word in Berchem, Hoboken and Merxem in the city of Ardenverfen and was core supervisor for the Antwerpens Volkshoge school. From 2000 to 2004 Daniel was coordinator to the Flams Institute for Orgelkunst that merged with the organ in early 2005. After four years he has been responsible for the communication with the members and promotion of CDs. And now he is coordinator and realizes projects around the pipe organs. In this conversation Daniel talks about organ in Flanders and how he reaches children of all ages with his organ related activities. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much, Daniel, for uh, uh, joining me in this conversation. I'm so delighted to be able to talk to you about your organ-related activities. And uh, uh, we have uh, uh, one common, uh, uh, basically, friend, uh, Lydia from from, uh, Orgel Kids. And... uh, uh, I I think uh, some months ago I did uh, a conversation with her and uh, her activities uh, with this interesting educational initiative, Orgel Kids. So uh, it's, it's such a small world, right, Daniel, that we can connect with each other aclo- across uh, many thousands of kilometers. And now people around the world will be listening to us also from 89 countries. Thank you so much, Daniel. You're very generous and welcome to the show. You're welcome. Thank you very much also. Excellent. So, Daniel, let's start our conversation with uh, going back into your early days. Do you remember the time when somebody introduced you to pipe organ and uh, this story? Can you share with us how you first fell in love with the organ?
1: Well, it's uh, so that when I was nine years old, um, I started playing piano. My mother liked that to me that I played piano. So I went to the music school. And it was also the time that everybody went to the churches every Sunday for the the services and the masses. And I was a very uh, happy person because the organist in uh, my hometown was a professional organist and uh, after a few years i uh, loved more, more and more uh, his uh, playing so when i was uh, 13 or 14 years old my father uh, knows the man very well and uh, he introduced me with uh, the organist so i could uh, get by him um, to to see him playing and to, to discuss about the music so that's uh, the beginning of the love story with organ Interesting. Did you have any other uh, interest besides music at that time? Uh, yes, also circus, everything about circus. So it was for me a, a very difficult period sometimes also because uh, I, I dreamed about uh, to uh, get helping in circuses and drive with the big trucks and so on. But uh, after a, a time, um, the, the love for the music was uh, bigger. And uh, at sixteen years, I started playing organ. Wow! What a great competition with circus. I in my in my
0: uh, I think. Uh, two and a half years of experience of conducting these interviews you are daniel the first person who had uh, some kind of experience with circus right and so you are very unique in this in this uh, sense by the way what fascinated you about the uh, circus so much
1: uh, it's the organization of the whole uh, circus so the transport and uh, building the the installations and so on I I always admire that uh, you, have, you you got a place in the in city and there is nothing. And after a few hours, you have a, a whole village of people from different countries. And all this, everything is very good organized. So um, that's what's fascinating me. Uh, meanwhile, I can tell you that in the uh, Netherlands, you have a production about organ and circus also. So our circus artists make their performance in churches with organ music so that uh, the two loves uh, can be uh, combined also
0: definitely because uh, something to look at it is very interesting right uh, spectacle to to look at artists the circus artists they are like uh, athletes sometimes, right? Uh, very uh, athletic developed people and it's very magical to look at them but of course you need to have some musical background at this so that's where pipe organ comes in and plays. It reminds me of, of uh, maybe th- cinema and theater or how music and visual are related to, right?
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Mm-hmm. Fantastic. What was your first organ that you played, Daniel?
1: Oh, it was uh, the organ in the church in my hometown. And that was, an uh, the original organ is from uh, Forceville. It's built in 1722, but um, the last years it was not very good anymore. It was also, uh, like they say, electrified and the, the, the quality was not so good enough, but I was... A young at that time and for me it was wonderful to play at a two manuals, three manuals on instruments near my home. That mm-hmm. was the first organ i played on. So you say it is from
0: 1732, uh, right? 22,
1: 1722.
0: 22, it is uh, like uh, uh, the organ from the uh, Bach's day basically, right? Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Mhm fantastic do you remember the feeling the first feeling uh, that that you touched the instrument what what uh, maybe you remember the even what kind of the day of us it was maybe you remember what kind of uh, the uh, part of the day it was sunday or not sunday
1: no, it was not a Sunday. The, the organist, he, he knows I uh, played piano at the time because when I mm-hmm. met him first, uh, I, I was only playing piano. So he invited me to play at the end of uh, a mass, uh, a part, uh, a, um, to voice invention of Bach. I played that on the, in, the, in the music school. And he told me, oh, you can play it at the end of the, the office. It was a small mass in the week, so not too much people. And... Uh, if I, I, I could play then, and what for me was the most beautiful uh, thing was to make with uh, a plenum. Uh, it was uh, much noise for me. I could play my my uh, my Bach uh, uh, piece. So it was for me a, a world who opened that you could make such uh, lovely. Uh, sounds, which is only a, a part of my, a piece of mind. Mm-hmm.
0: Fantastic. Of course, uh, Cembalo um, compositions by Baroque composers, uh, like, like invention sounds fantastic on uh, any uh, keyboard instrument, including pipe organ, right? Uh, yes. Do you remember, Daniel, what was the number of this invention? What's the key uh, tonality?
1: No, that's, too, too, too long ago it's now uh, uh-huh. about uh, I think um, maybe 39 years ago so that's a little too late <laughs> to remember but I know it was it was a two-part invention that uh, I see one of the 15 right
0: yes indeed <laughs> excellent um, so 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 Daniel, uh, since you played this invention, right, uh, do you remember the feeling of this organ? You, you said the plenum sound interested you a, a lot, right? What was so special about this uh, plenum sound then?
1: Oh, uh, I loved and um, more that uh, it, it was it was powerful in that time and mm-hmm. the mixture was was brilliant to to the rest of, of uh, the, the organ. And uh, it, it was, like I said, a, a, a world who opened for me that I didn't know that you could play it all that, that sound on, on the organ.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, of course, uh, organ has uh, a lot of uh, uh,
0: gentle stops and not so gentle stops. And, and if you uh, put uh, all those principles together, then, of course, full principle chorus sounds so brilliant, like, a, like, a, like real fantastic organ sound like we are used to right so so and and the dutch uh, tradition of um, mixture is very brilliant and and uh, um, i think crowning entire organ sound right yes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so daniel what happened next Uh, of course uh, from your early fascination uh, since uh, 14 years old with this old baroque organ and plenum sound You were still probably interested in circus, right? At that time. How did you change your mind and uh, suddenly discovered the possibility of becoming an organist?
1: Well, uh, at at 16 years I started playing organ in a music school. Uh And uh, at a moment uh, there was a a radio program on the, the radio where they took, spoke about the Lemens Institute in Leuven. It's, uh, for me, it was also a mystery what it was. So I heard about it. And then um, I met a teacher of me, of um, uh, Esthetica in, in, uh, in, in my middle school. Uh, he was a teacher also in Lemens Institute. So we talked about the, what, what was the school. And so, mm-hmm. I felt in love for the Lemmes Institute because it was the uh, school at that moment where you had where you could learn uh, or to be organist in in churches. Mm-hmm. So when I was eighteen, then um, I, I I had to make a choice about of to go to university or to go to music school. I to Lemmes Institute. So I did uh, the exam to come in, in the, in the school and I was uh, allowed. So mm-hmm. I started to be the, the studies from, uh, to become a professional organist. I see.
0: So in Lemon's Institute, uh, Daniel, um, do you remember your uh, your first organ composition or even exercise probably you played with your feet and your hands? Could you tell us about it?
1: Yes, the first uh, time it was also in the, the exam. Uh, the, the, to to uh, be allowed, and um, I, I came in the, in the chapel, and there was a Markussen organ, and mm-hmm. with the teacher of the music school, uh, I, I studied some uh, pieces to to play there, and yes, I I, I was there for to uh, like a little boy, I felt like a little boy to the big organ because Markussen was a three uh, manuals uh, organ, and uh, the organ teacher who was there to listen, if, if you, you could play, uh, he helped me for the stops and the registration and so, and I played there and I was, I, I felt very little be before um, that instrument and also the jury, it were two uh, organ uh, teachers of the Lemus Institute who listened to what I played. So it was also like the first time on the organ uh, and, and next time, the first time and was also again a world who opened for me. I
0: understand uh, Daniel that that the way you felt probably is very um, unique and but also a lot of people also feel this way when they start to play the organ, uh, right? The organ is magnificent, um, gigantic instrument uh, in front of them, and they're so small person, right? And and they're uh, taking part in this musical adventure, um, but they are wielding this instrument, right? And and suddenly this small person, eighteen years old student, he has this power to control entire magnificent organ uh, factory, let's say, right? Entire uh, gigantic yes. instrument. So it's it's quite empowering feeling, don't you say?
1: Yes, it was also, I had not so much experience about organ. I played only two years um, in in a music school. So for me, I had not so very uh, knowledge about organ, about uh, harmony, about everything about music. So for me, it was very exciting to be there. And uh, we had also the when when you did the exam to to came to to be allowed, you had to talk to the director, and um, so I came in his office and I uh, said, oh, "Okay, and what did you follow from courses?" "Okay, fine." Um, he said, uh, "If you are not too nervous today, it will be all right." So it was for me. Uh, I will be not so nervous anymore after I I spoke to him and uh, the week after, uh, the day you had to play and to do other uh, parts uh, from uh, music history and music uh, theory for for all. Um, Yeah, I received a letter and because it was a time you had no email and no uh, uh, computers. uh, It was 1983. Um, so I received a letter that was I was allowed. So it was, I was very happy when I received that letter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel,
0: what was the most difficult thing for you uh, back then when you played the organ at, at the Institute? Uh, was it uh, playing with your feet or maybe coordination with the hands or something else?
1: uh i well it was uh, the the most difficult thing was to because i had not so very much uh, experience about organ so the first teacher i had uh he, he was he said you had to have very, work very hard and uh so in, in the few months i had to play the the small uh, preludes and fugues of bach and then i had to go to the bigger one and all these that, that things had to be very uh, quickly and also what was very um, difficult we had uh, in the chapel you had two organs they are still uh, there now that was a marcuson it was for baroque music and three uh, manuals but we had also a class instrument and that was four manuals so it was Mm -hmm. very big so the first time you had to play there it was was very uh, exciting and and nervous to to play it there was also on, on the class a very dangerous button for the feet. It was a red one. And when you pr- uh, st- um, touched that, all the registration went away. So it was also always very difficult uh, in, in the years after because when you played Vidor um, or very uh, symphonic music and you had lots of stops and combinations and registrations and you, you put your feet on that stop in, in, the, in the with your feet, everything was away and you had to to start again. So it was also very, uh, you, you had to look at that you didn't uh, touch that, that stop. Aha, uh-huh. this is by accident, right? When you have a
0: organ with combination action, it's so sometimes dangerous to touch all those pistons by accident <laughs> and and you can even touch them by playing while playing the keyboard, accidentally hitting the wrong button, and suddenly your registration will either vanish or change to something you didn't expect.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. We we made all this also, uh, after a few years, when we know everybody there, we did also the joke that you had two organs. So when somebody was uh, studying only one, sometimes another organist, went to the other organ and played the same thing or when you had the final uh chord uh, you you stopped and the other one played the, the same chord but it held on so you had to you your first thing was that oh the organ is broken Of what did i know <laughs> what's the problem and that was the joke the, we we sometimes uh did in in the chapel this is a good uh, trick, right? To trick the music professors
0: and organ professors and the jury who is listening to you and they are probably thinking, oh, am I hearing it correctly? This organ sounds uh, like a double instrument, right? Somehow, with double echo and uh, and uh, it all be- because of this joke of your friends.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had uh, a lot of humor between the colleagues uh, of organ in when when we, we studied there. That was uh, mm-hmm. part of uh, of of the studying to to make some jokes or uh, or something like that. It's interesting you you mentioned the word uh, humor
0: because organ sounds like a very serious and solemn instrument to a lot of people. It is associated with church and uh, weddings and funerals, uh, especially, right? So when you say uh, uh, humor, you could you could uh, create some musical tricks, right? And 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 laugh basically. So was it easy for you to? Uh, change your mind uh, from from this liturgical um, solemn instrument to uh, just uh, a humorous uh, musical adventure sometimes.
1: No, not at all. Because when I uh, w- I finished my studies in uh, Lemon's Institute, I was twenty-three years organist in in a church in in a small part of uh, Antwerp, and I combined always uh, some humor with the liturgy. Because before, uh, for example, when uh, it was uh, uh, some holidays in 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 the city there, I always played something about. Um, from Lefebvre or Vincenzo Petralli, because it's beautiful music, not so easy to play, but it's also very humoristic in, in our uh, thinking now. Because I suppose when they played in, in their time, nobody wanted to laugh about, about it, but now when you play something like that, people can love and also learn that organ does not be always a, a serious mat- material but you mm-hmm. can also play uh, humor uh, on, on, on organ.
0: Yeah from the time of uh, Vincenzo Petrali or, or Le Febriveli we have to remember that organ uh, he had to imitate a lot of musical ideas taken, for example, from opera, right? And composers such as Lefebvre or Petrali or uh, or Bergamo, Padre de Davide, right? He, they they took that musical material and transformed it and uh, created a new musical piece right out of it so that their audience uh, downstairs in the pews could uh, understand and uh, hear what they are playing because they knew those areas so well and they loved them
1: yes it Mm. was also when i was organist uh, it was a year that the first january was on a sunday so I played at the final as uh, a final piece the Radetsky March because it it belongs to the first January. So I played it and everybody in the church uh, stayed to listen and they, they loved it that I played something like that. So they they they, they could uh, live with my uh, humor in the music, mm-hmm. but, on the other way when uh, at other p- uh, moments of the the liturgical uh, year i played very serious and bach and so on but uh, because it's important that you respect the time of the year what what you play as music perhaps this is the key
0: you you are so versatile right uh, liturgical year is so full of uh, various uh, occasions uh, occasions for solemn solemn playing occasions for sadness for joy for celebration and also for humor too if you if you think it creatively like this so I think your congregation appreciated your musical adventures very well
1: yes I had just one problem uh, in, in all that years um, it was that um, the 11th of July it's uh, the uh, feast of the Flemish uh, part of uh, Belgium eh, you have Flanders and Wallen and um, the 21 is the Belgium national uh, feast so the 13th July is it in France and uh, it was always I had to play the national hymns of Flanders and Belgium eh, on the 11th and 21 and the 13th was also on a Sunday so I proposed to the, the congregation oh I can play Uh, from uh, Balbastre, the Marseillaise, and in the first uh, place they would say, oh yes, it's a good idea, but when it was, I I, I said also, I would play it as after the service, and I will also announce uh, to the people uh, in, in the church that it is not political or something like that, but they had to sing as a humor. Okay, it was not a problem. But afterwards, there was one of the persons in the church who wrote an email to the priest and said it was a scandal that I played that and so on. So afterwards, I didn't play it anymore on on the 13th July, but I loved it anymore also because it's, it's a very big part of humor and... I suppose in the time of that Balbas lived, it was also taken very serious. but when you start to uh, to, to the canon and uh to play the Marseillaise in a church it, it's it's um, not so serious now as its looked at at that time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember
0: also in my church uh, daniel I made a a, a similar probably um joke, but it's not, it wasn't a joke. I played uh, uh, for uh, a tourist group uh, from, uh, I think they came from Switzerland, Switzerland. And I didn't know, uh, um, some of them, most of them were from Austria. And two people were from Switzerland. And uh, uh, the tradition for me is to play at the end of the concert for them the national anthem of their country. So, if people yeah. from the Netherlands came, I would, I would play the Dutch uh, national anthem. Uh, people from France, I would play the Marseillaise. If uh, people from Austria, their uh, anthem, right? And here, of course, they're all German-speaking tourists. And I thought, okay, Austrians. So I suddenly, I had like a couple of days to prepare to, to get the music of Austria national, beautiful melody with harmonizations, right? And I played it at the end of my concert. And then suddenly I received a comment of the from the leader of the group who said, Hey, these two tourists were not from Austria, but they were from Switzerland, and they were offended. <laughs> offended. <laughs> because, you see, um, yes. I didn't play the, the Swiss national anthem. Uh, so next time I will have to be uh, wiser about this. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. And I also, sorry to interrupt your, your story, but I think it's re- related. Uh, I. One time I played for a group of Canadians too, but for French-speaking Canadians from Quebec, you know, and I played at the end Canadian anthem, Canadian national anthem. And there's very independent mindset. They want to hear a Quebec anthem, right? But I didn't know the melody. So they sang it to me in in, in Canadian French yeah mm-hmm. wonderful yeah. let's go back then uh, to you to your story daniel um what happened later after after the lemon's institute and the church uh, uh, how did you uh, then later uh, became a professional organist and uh, what were your f- for uh, further positions?
1: So uh, when I uh, finished my studies in uh, Lemens Institute, they offered me the place to uh, become uh, organist in uh, Hoboken near Antwerp. And uh, so I started there uh, in uh, the first September 1990. And um, because there is not so much work to, to, uh, for uh, teachers of organ music in, in music schools, I started also to give uh, solfege, like they call uh, it, I suppose, Mm -hmm. um, in in music schools. Uh, But after uh, some years, uh, till 2000, I stopped there. We had uh, uh, the the directors and me, we had uh, some discussion about the way I uh, uh, teach the music to the, the students. So uh, I stopped to give uh, lessons in music school. And uh, then um, I, my, a friend of mine uh, was uh, started the organization Flemish Institute for uh, Organ Art.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was uh, something like what the work I'm doing now. So it was something total new because it was organizing events about organ. Mm-hmm so uh in the first uh, years to 2000 2004 i learned to organize uh flemish organ days with workshops and uh, concerts and something like that also activities for the organ teachers in flanders and then in 2005 the Flemish Institute for Organ Art and Orgel in Flanders Orgel in Flandre became one organization so I started to work here as a volunteer. I see, um, wonderful
0: story Daniel because now uh, I understand that you not only have to play the organ you have to get other people interested into organ right and organize musical activities together so did you have to switch your mind uh, something uh, to something else uh, how did you how did you connect with those uh, music lovers uh, in, in Flanders and uh, in in uh, in Flemish organ days how did you organize those um, festivals
1: well, uh the the first thing that I have to tell you it's because the the churches here in uh, in Flanders uh, are uh, more and more empty on Sunday. So the goal to from our organ in Flanders is now to get uh the heritage of all the organs to be known by as much as possible public. Mhm. So, um, I have also to tell you, uh, when I finished my studies in uh, Lemon's Institute, I had to do, you you could uh, choose between military service or civil service. So, I chose to to do the civil service and there uh, I learned very much about coordination and uh, make contacts with people because it was there that I was coordinator in Leuven of organization who help people with problems, mental and uh, also material problems. Mm-hmm. So you, we had in Leuven uh, a, a lot of organizations who helped the people, but I was coordinator of all of them. Mm-hmm. And to, so they, they could work together with, with uh, each other and something like that. So I learned very much about coordination, make contacts with uh, different people and, and something like that. So it was uh, in in 2000 uh, very helpful that I followed something like uh, that way of of working. And um, after some years here, I have to tell you that between this Orgel in Vlaanderen is uh, started in 1990 and the first 10 years it was very small organization and um, it was all to they organized uh, one activity every year. It was uh, Organ Sunday. And then they asked every uh, organist in Flanders to make an activity. Mm -hmm. But in 2000 and till 2005, it was more uh, an organization who still organized that Organ Sunday, but also uh, it had uh, uh, a a trimestrial uh, publication and they produced uh, CDs, compact discs. Mm-hmm. But then we saw that uh, the the whole society is changing, so now we have to uh, work very hard on sensibilization about the organs. So we changed all our, our activities, and now uh, we, we try to get new public. So when I organize org, uh, activities, I. The first uh, group I try to, to reach is children, because in Flanders, there is uh, a, a, an organization who says, the children of today are the protectors of heritage of tomorrow. So if you don't reach them, we, we, we you will get a, a big problem in, in the future. So that's what we now uh, work very hard on. It's to, to get the children back to the organ. But the problem is, the children are not going anymore to the church on sunday of of, of some small one uh, a small group so uh now with for example the, the organ oral kids box, we go to uh, music schools and something like that and mm-hmm. we see that now um in flanders the majority perhaps of of the health of the children of the pupils of organ in music schools are now uh, children of young young people. Um, mm-hmm. A year five six ago it was more adults who played organ but now when I, I go to uh, examinations of organ I see that now very young people play with very much enthusiasm the, the instrument you see daniel uh, you're
0: so right if we introduce uh, organ to the uh, children to the next generation they can discover all fascinating aspects that you discovered uh, some 39 years ago right uh, because uh, of course uh, organ is is uh, probably eternal instrument you can you can discover so much of mechanical stuff there that interests uh, uh, children. They can take apart this organ box, right? And see how it functions uh, uh, out of glass and uh, uh, the pipes are visible. The insides of the instrument is visible then, right? And uh, their uh, curiosity is also so important at this age. And if you can uh, uh, click them, uh, connect with them, with, with some special stories, adventures, and, of course, humor, then these uh, stories about the organ will stay with them for decades later.
1: Yes. I, I, I always mention you, you have the beautiful picture of Cesar Frank at his organ. You, you know it. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, Many people think that's that's the kind of organist, an old man with a beard and something like that. But I have, you can see it on my website of the of Orgel in Flanders. You you will find very young children who play the organ, and that's uh, also very uh, fascinating. That that's now happening. What's uh, also a part of Flemish Organ Day is an, um, uh, a conquest for uh, organ not professional organists uh, uh, so a kind of um, competition and the last year uh, in 2017 we had uh, an edition and there were 14 people who were uh, who played on on the competition and uh, two persons were older as 55 years we had uh-huh. nine, nine ch- uh, children between 11 and 16 and three people between 24 and 28 years old. So you see, now it's very, very young public who, who like, of very young people who, who wants to play the organ. So for for me, it's very encouraging that you see, oh, fine, young people find the way to the organ. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I think youth in, in, in this generation can discover the organ and can uh, later become interested in playing the organ for decades, right? And I'm looking uh, I'm looking at your website of, of your uh, organization, Het Orgel in Flanderen, and uh, it's fascinating to see that not only uh, uh, senior citizens are playing and listening, but also... Kids are playing and constructing the organ, deconstructing the organ. All kinds of presentations are taking place. Very good visual representation. I see even organ and accordion in, 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 in some of the slides
1: too. Yes, indeed. It was, uh, there, there was also in the beginning of September uh, a uh, sport uh, event in, uh, in near Brussels. And everybody could uh, walk or uh, with a bike make some tours. And uh, there is also culture on the way. And one of the programs was uh, organ and accordion. But we mm-hmm. now have also um, we did a program for Antwerp was in, 19, in uh, 2030 European uh, European City of Sports and we had a project for the city with uh, organ, uh, with uh, baroque music from Bach and Buxtehude, poetry and Tai Chi. So it oh. was uh, a, a new concept, but uh, we had five um, times that, that the program was, uh, was. how uh, do you say it? Um, that, that were five performances and we reached 400 people at five times who was together and uh, what was uh, very uh, interested for me is that all the people who came i didn't know because after a time you you know you're public and you're the organists and something like that but all the people i saw there came from the project and the concept they came not uh, from the organ or something like that, but for the total program so it were 400 new people who came to to that uh, project But uh, perhaps some of that come back for other organ uh, activities at another moment. Mm -hmm. So we have also uh, organ, like I said, poetry, organ and dance, organ and uh, circus and something like that. Organ and movie, like you mentioned uh, in the beginning of our uh, interview. So that's our things we are now also uh, use here in, in Flanders to get new audience to the concerts fantastic fantastic ideas you have to think about uh,
0: those things uh, those organ initiatives uh, really outside the box right you have to think creatively and maybe connect uh, seemingly unconnected fields like uh, organ and uh, let's say uh, tai chi right all <laughs> yeah. right, or organ and cinema, right? It's not a an exotic art anymore. This combination, of course, can be heard all all of the time. But but still, it's it's not a regular solo um, classical organ recital, right? And uh, uh, if just in in in, in uh, as an idea, if you think about one activity that children already love right and you introduce the organ to them like a combination basically you win right you have to only uh, uh, relate to to young minds this way and uh, even when you demonstrate the organ you can tell other kind of stories for example of the creation of the of the earth right or uh, let's say about aliens right or robot robots right you could uh, demonstrate the organ and, and imagine that some principles are sounding more like Martians and some uh, flutes are sounding like from Pluto right uh, seven uh, seven or nine pl- planets uh, so you just have to think really creatively and you win
1: yes. We have yeah, absolutely. Because we have also uh, some programs there in France about fairy tales at organ. So oh. uh, sometimes it's uh, with actors who made uh, the play, and the organ. Uh, but sometimes it's also like uh, the the fairy tale of Babar the elephant, uh, with with the music of Poulenc, and then you play the music on the organ, and you have the pictures who you project, and we we see that uh, children love it very much. So w- what's very important is, like you said, you you combine new uh, fields of, of of culture, but what we always uh, look at is that everything is with respect of the church, of the mm-hmm. building, of the religion, so that congregations don't uh, be to to be angry after a, a production or something like that. So it's always uh, with, uh, with 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 uh, much respect. We see also that um, the last years um, that churches became more open to activities for about organ because they have to make plans for the the future of the churches. So um, many churches in in Flanders will uh, be used for different uh, matters in in the future, not only liturgic, but also as a social uh, projects like that and then before uh, for example we, we tried that uh, organ lessons are uh, or in churches and something like that because it, it's also very important that uh, the, the organs in, in the future are, are still uh, in the in good mood like like you can say and that they will be played uh, also in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: I just remember, uh, remembered uh, one story when you mentioned uh, fairy tales and organ music. Uh, in our church, Vilnius University, St. John's Church, sometimes I do those organ uh, uh, storytelling events when I improvise for an hour. And uh, people downstairs, not necessarily children, but could be children they they have a musical program based on some story fairy tale mythological uh, legend uh, biblical story right like david and goliath or uh, yeah. little mer- mermaid uh, like hans christian andersen wrote right and uh, they they have this uh, uh, Storyline. They they read. Uh, they can read it, right? And I upstairs. I improvise for an entire hour, and they can even uh, close their uh, eyes and imagine that uh, in which part of the story I am right now playing my music, right? So of course, it requires a certain skill for from the organist to improvise, right? To be able to express musical ideas in a fresh and new ways, because. If you want to be really creative, there are n- not enough uh, probably musical compositions created uh, for certain fairy tale or story or legend. You have to create right right now, right? But if you can yeah. do this successfully, um, basically people... Are so impressed and they later come 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 up to you in the balcony and want to know more about the organ, want to take pictures with you and with the organ. So it's basically beginning of the lifelong fascination.
1: Yes. And what also the power of the instrument is you have lots of sounds you can use and you can play soft, you can play loud with uh, a cornet of a hobo, something like that. So that's, that's the power the organist has that he can uh, make very different sounds for the people because sometimes they also think, oh, you can only play loud on the organ, but when you can give the demonstration about the different uh, sounds, they also admire uh, what what the organist can can do, and when you play when they see you when you play with your feet and your hands the the think, oh, oh, how is it possible but that's also something we do now in in uh, Flanders, more perhaps in in other countries they make uh they, they put a camera on the organists because the most of the time is on, on upstairs and nobody can, can see him. So they put a the camera and then they project what he's playing, how he's playing uh, in the front of the church so the people can see uh, what, what he's doing. And that's also for some people uh, very interesting because when you have to sit in, in, a, in a concert and you're, hear the music and it's very well played and all that that's not a problem but after a time you have, you have to say oh where am i looking now eh? to 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 see to, to to be passionate but when you can see the organ is playing it's it's, uh, it's it gives another uh, way to to interpreting the music also
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes the organist is visible, like uh, sometimes the organist in front of the congregation, and sometimes is not. It's in the back. So then, of course, with the modern technology and media, you can uh, broadcast uh, video stream uh, to the to the people in front of the church, right, uh, on the screen. And then it's uh, so fascinating to watch the movements of the hands and the feet too
1: yes mm-hmm. yes it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing that we can use the all the technologies of now to make an old instrument like organ uh, popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I perhaps I don't know if Lydia told you, but uh, now we have also a digital application on smartphone and tablet when you can build your own organ so we, we put the organ kit's uh, story. Um, in, in the digital app so uh, at this moment it's only in, in Dutch but we, we are working to make it also in English so um, when when the, it's for children between 6 and 12 years let us say if you are older you can also play but it's it's more for the children and they receive uh, some questions about uh, wood and sheeps and something like that And uh, when they ask, uh, when they they give the the right answer, they receive a part of the organ. And after the end, they have built an organ, like uh, the Orgel Kids, and they can also uh, hear some music about it. So now it's uh, about uh, a small year that it's now uh, online in an app app store. And, um, but it's also, a kind of how you use modern technology to introduce people to the, the organ. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, definitely, because uh, Daniel, they all use smartphones and tablets, right? With their uh, fingers and swipe all the time. They are looking at the screen more probably than, than the TV screen nowadays, right? They, yes. they are looking at the, at the smartphones all the time. And sometimes it is sad that, that people don't interact physically with one another. But uh, if we think about the possibilities, uh, then, then actually they are enormous because you can go with your organ initiatives to them through apps and, and, uh, and tablets and uh, various video games, right?
1: Yes, now the, the next step we would like to uh, to introduce and to make is, a, is a, a digital application for young people between 12 and 18, but that's our still plans and we have to find a budget to, to realize it. But uh, what we are doing now this year is to uh, print uh, a book about organ for children and um, that's the next step. So we try to not only use the modern technology but also the the old uh, like books and something like that so to to reach as much as possible people
0: Mm -hmm. fantastic fantastic ideas daniel i think uh, uh, this will this conversation will be very inspirational for our listeners around the world to hear because then in other countries they can take such uh, initiatives and ideas in their own environment, maybe adapt a little bit what suits them best, right? Um, but use your inspiration into other uh, cultural settings and introduce the organ to children of all ages.
1: Yes. Uh, it was also a, a thing when, like I perhaps already told you, uh, when we sometimes we receive the question of an organ organist or a, a group about organ, and they say, "Oh, we would like to do an event about organ." So I tried to um, find organizations in in the city there with uh, different uh, interests like a culture center or a music academy but also heritage organizations and the city to cooperate and so uh, we last year i had a, a project it was one week and uh, there were different uh, activities like an exhibition about organ and it was a two part you had the education how is an organ working, and how is it built? And also over the organ heritage, what uh, all the, what kind of organs are there in in that city? Mm-hmm. And there was the organ kids activity for small children. There was also an organ concert with uh, different academies of uh, music where organ uh, lessons are given. Uh, so the the, the pupils uh, played a, a small concert and the culture center. Organized uh, Peter and the Wolf for organ and uh, and and somebody who told uh, told the 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 story. So you see, Mm -hmm. it was one week, and you you have different partners and afterwards when sometimes i i hear people and then tell me oh yes and i have the story about that organ there in, in that church when i was small and everybody when i meet some people in on the project they have always a story about organ it's wonderful because i meet a lot of people and sometimes, oh yes, my, my father, of my uncle, of my brother, is organist organist, I know it's some organ. And that's uh, fascinating me and it gives me much energy to, to go on with, with this work.
0: Fantastic, uh, Daniel, ideas. I'm so delighted we met, we talked. Hopefully we will inspire other people to follow your footsteps too.
1: Yes, I, I will say everybody can reach me for ideas and projects, and uh, that's uh, that, that's not a problem. What would be the
0: best way to reach you, Daniel? What, uh, where are you uh, uh, living online today?
1: Uh, it's it's uh, the most easy way is that uh, in, on on our website you find. Uh, contact uh, uh, details, you can send uh, an email from the, um, the website on. There is also a phone number, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally you can reach me on the phone at uh, Thursday because I'm only working two days for Orgel in Flanders. So mm-hmm. is a Fridays so you can try to, to, to phone me, but the most easy way is to send me an email and you find uh, you, can, you can do it from the website on.
0: I see. Let's spell out the website address, right? Orgel in Vlanderen. Dot B E B E like Belgium, right? Yes, indeed. O R G E L I N V L A A N D E R E N dot B E. Correct. And of course you have I see uh, Facebook uh, page uh, Het Orgel in Vlaanderen, Fra- uh, the same
1: the same name and also you are on Twitter too right Yes yes uh, I it's for now it's very important as organization you you use use uh, social media so right. um, that's uh, why we are also on Facebook uh, I try to post every week one Photo or uh, of, of something of one post um, so with our own activities or um, activities we, we are involved with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and of course, uh, if, if they
0: want to reach you personally, probably you are on LinkedIn too. Yes,
1: indeed. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. find me on my name and uh, you can always uh, reach me li- on that way. Like we meet <laughs> each other. Exactly.
0: Daniel van den uh, So D A N I E L V A N D E N B R O E C K E. Correct. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Daniel. Uh, have a tremendous success this year. Good health and uh, many, many other creative ideas to to reach the children of all ages in Flanders and beyond.
1: Yes, thank you very much. I can uh, tell you that I have already projects for 2019, 2021, and
0: 2023, so I'm still uh, busy the
1: the next
0: years. Oh, great. Uh, uh, Like uh, writers, whenever they they finish the first book, uh, then they have to think about five books uh, in the future too.
1: Yes, (laughs) indeed.
0: (laughs) And for the organist too, uh, if you finish one recital, you have to think about five recitals in the future too. Also, yes, correct. All right. Thank you so much again, Daniel. You're a wonderful, inspiring person. I wish uh, uh, we could meet face to face
1: and I have a feeling that we will. Okay, fine. And thank you very much for the interview. It was uh, very uh, fantastic to do it with you.
0: If you liked this conversation, I encourage you to visit my blog, Secrets of Organ Playing, at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vidas Spinkavitus, thanks for listening and i will catch you online really soon.